0: The <laughs> cat (laughs) Thank you. Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not-safe-for-work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week, really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about education without having to worry about losing our jobs. We'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast, hence the Elvis. I'd give a shout-out to all of our Patreon patrons out there. That's right, for as little as $5 a month, you can sign up for our Patreon and get access to all kinds of extra bonus features. We have over 100 extra episodes and online audio content you get through there. There's interviews, lost episodes, special episodes, movie reviews, interviews. There's all kinds of stuff in there. So you should sign up and do it now! I'd also like to give a big sh- Oh wait! I need to thank all my patrons, because that's what I do. You also get your name read. Like this! Eccentric ESOL Lady! Terry J, Justin M, Tracy B, Miss Wonderstats, Quentin P, Ekebex, Mistress Mischief, Natasha S, Miss Anthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Kelsey, Helena C, Aaron B, Stephanie Stephanie S, Texas Teacher Kristen, Miss Sunshine, James and Allie J, Jody D, Samantha D, Lisa S, Lisa C, Rachel, Gingini, Exhausted Band Director, Kimberly K, Jessica A, Swift Web Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Physics Runner, Steph, Michael M, William P, Aldrich T, La Scrappianita, Britt M, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Marsha M, Christina B, Kristen B, Jason F, Abby B, Sarah B, Regina N, Josie S, Sam B, Mary E, Jamie B, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, RJ, are Kristen C, Johanna H, Irma A, Nimi, and Sarah N. Woo-wee, that was a lot. All right, my friends, now I want to talk about our sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher, or you know one in your building, or you're one of those people who's being forced to do a play and you really didn't sign up for it you need to go to ludlamdramatics.com they have so many amazing resources for the educational theater teacher they have posters they have all kinds of motivational items they are incredible you should go check them out and do it now all right my friends um my spring break personally is next week i think it's what the second week in march third week in march i don't know some of us districts around here are on spring break already i can't tell you I'm ready, cause right now 2023 has been kicking my ass, and I really need a break. And I bet you guys do too. So enjoy this episode. I love you. I kiss you. And I hope you like the episode. It's a me. It's Elvis. I don't know what I was doing.
1: Cheers. Balls. 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 Balls.
0: Balls. 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 well done well good job buddy welcome to teacher needs a drink podcast i am elvis your host and today i am joined by the inevitable count
2: chocolate greetings i am happy to be here amongst my loved ones what's up Mm -hmm. all I'm glad you're here.
0: And also joining us today,
3: we have Miss Mama Chicken! You know, Elvis, sometimes you just have to tie a bow tie to your chicken hat and carry on with your life as best you can.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. Also with us today is Miss Shirley Temper!
4: You punch me in the boob! Prepare to die, obviously. <laughs>
0: I remember that movie, but I can't place it. What was it? What was it? What was it?
4: Scott Pilgrim.
0: Oh yeah, he he fought the universe. And last but not least, one of my favorite people, Miss Bunny O'Hare. Hey Elvis, hey folks, hey everybody. Well, welcome for I don't know three fifths of us. Well two fifths of us oh this doesn't even make sense i don't even try to put any equations in here for some of us it's spring break and then for some of us spring break next week and then for some people like mama chicken and others in other states it's not spring break for like another two weeks but i gotta say i am ready for spring break i am ready to kind of shut down i just you know i feel like this year starting with january i'm like in a car that just hasn't been able to really get started like it'll sputter and go a little bit and sputter and go a little bit and i'm like okay give me a few days take it down it's like we've had a freeze break for a few days we've got spring break coming up we've had several three-day weekends like okay after this time i'll have my shit together and we'll be running but the world's coming together for me i've got a few new gigs that lined up and things are going well but man i'm just exhausted how are you guys doing Shirley? what's going on in your world
4: um well i almost missed podcast because they over the fart and i'm an IBS. oh my god you know i have no shame and I thought it was really funny, and I laughed at myself. So I invite you to laugh as well. We all do it. It's fine. Um, I had It's my spring break. I had a really nice long weekend. It was Mr. Temper and I. It was our wedding anniversary. We went to Fancy Pants dinner on Saturday, and then yesterday we saw a show. So we got to spend the whole weekend together. And these next two weeks are going to be incredibly stressful for us. So it was yeah. nice to like – and I cleaned the house today which I never get to clean my house like a deep clean. So, you know, spring break. Count, what
0: about you? What are you doing for your spring break right now?
2: Oh, man, let's see. Day one, I cleaned out some things. I worked on a puzzle. I cleaned out my garage a little bit. Um, I went and recycled some things that should have been recycled a long time ago. And tomorrow there will be ample comic book reading because i have a stack i haven't read (laughs) Um, there will be some there may be some creed 3 somewhere in the week Mm. but there will be some resting and playing with kids i'm just enjoying the fact that i'm not at work because it's been a little stressful lately so i'm gonna relax good you deserve it mama chicken what about you i mean you've got
0: quite a ways until you have your spring break being on the coast over there what's going on with you mama chicken (laughs)
3: Well, first of all, I would like to say, Count, I fully endorse puzzle doing and book reading. I am trying to make it to spring break. We got about a month. Um, I was supposed to have jury duty this week, and I was like, yay, a day off, but it did not pan out. So there are sub plans, everything set up for the sub but I get to walk in tomorrow and figure out what I'm doing. National boards, my maintenance of certification to renew my national boards is due this year. If I want to keep up the pay increase I have, I have to renew this and um, that's all coming due. So that's kind of uh, on my shoulders. And other than that, like, you know, the kids are crazy as usual. (laughs) They seem to be disintegrating. Um rapidly, <laughs> last week was very emotional for several students but but you know we're we're making it through. I got a day off friday it's a teacher work day, and I have Thursdays a half day so I'm just you know keeping the faith,
0: yeah, embrace it, do what you can. that sounds good. The kids are going wild. I was driving home today, and i'm not sure if it 's a full moon or not, but it's pretty damn full, so if that puts up everyone being in their fields and the kids and everyone I talk to being
2: emotional.
3: I think it's I'll tomorrow night. I think tomorrow night's officially the full moon. And it's yeah, in Virgo. it was pretty thick. Just so you know.
2: What does that mean? I
4: don't yeah, that's know. That's what I have to say.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Bunny, what about you? You're not on spring break yet. I don't imagine. You're still working. What's going on, hon? Uh, I am still working. Our spring break is
1: next week, and... um. I am counting the minutes with some of these children. Um, I it's always a it's always a beautiful moment when the kids walk up to you and go, "Miss, you look really tired today."
4: Kill them, thanks, baby. Kill them, thanks. kill them immediately.
1: But I get to go assist with an event that is um, taking place elsewhere in my district on Thursday and Friday. So I. I really only have to deal with my little squirrels for two more days. Like, I still have to work on Thursday and Friday, but it won't be with those
4: squirrels.
1: (laughs) So, And then we are off to Florida to go visit grandparents. We're taking the foo-foo to go visit grandparents. Um, We are flying with a toddler, so pray for us.
0: You know what? It's better than driving with a toddler. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you have that like hour five on the road. They poop up their back and it like goes everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Have it happen in a plane. <laughs> You've got lots of changing cables everywhere. Well, let's go ahead and dive into our first one. This is from the Reddit. This is from user math teacher. It's finally found my classroom management style. Humiliations galore. By this, I don't mean I make fun of the kids, but rather I embrace their goofiness and take it to the next level, which embarrasses them and they stop the trigger behavior before I repeat my dramatics. I find it takes less time than a strict talking to. I'm a first-year emergency hire teacher. Advice, welcome. I'm looking for more theatrical ideas. I teach mainly freshmen and sophomores. Distracting comments, extra loud voices are my biggest struggles. My after lunch class tends to bring in snacks, which I don't allow because they make messes. And it's after lunch for pizza. Just eat lunch. So I told one snacker that she needed to put her away, or else she'd have to feed the trash monster. Well, she said she'd have to see the trash monster. So I grabbed the trash can, held it in front of her and made a scene like, I am the trash tonker. I am hungry.
2: Feed me sour sticks and abs.
0: It was a skit my three-year-old would have adored. So the freshmen immediately next to her got in a laughing fit and they were all mutually embarrassed. And then she asked if she could put her food away so the trash monster would leave. I agreed. And now there's an ongoing thing where the kids urge others to not make me get out the trash monster. I'm totally unashamed of the trash monster, but they are mortified. Another group, sophomores, like to shout across the room. So I go to each one of them individually and make sure I overload them with lots of attention. I hear you shouting across the room, and I came to see what's up. Do you need help? Oh, look at this answer. You're doing so well. Is your group working out? The way you were yelling at the room, I thought you must be needing some attention, so I am. lots of attention! But then they're asking me to leave, so I do. Another kid just went straight up and started ignoring me and went back to work, which, hey, that's great. Some of the other teachers have started to ask, do you need attention to great success? They only have to say those words to set off whatever mental trauma I've inflicted on the kids. Another odd thing is how I use words. I've noticed that they say sus instead of suspicious, so I occasionally throw out a, that little, <laughs> that seems really suspicious, and that embarrasses them too. I don't get why, but it'll usually stop the wayward conversation better than straightforward redirect will. I'll also take the phrase they're being annoying with and sing a little impromptu ditty with it, with a tune of some kind of Cocomelon song, which, I don't understand this, which again embarrasses them. I'm serious. I've tried just about everything I possibly can to control the behavior. But without solid administrative support, nothing sticks. Sending a kid to the principal is just nothing to them. It's incredible. Write-ups take two weeks to go nowhere. The teachers who have been teaching 10 years say our current sophomores are a real struggle. I'm also 5'1", and the people describe me as cute and friendly, so I'm hardly intimidating even my worst mood. I've learned I can't get angry because they'll just laugh at me the matter I get. It's like an angry Ewok. You're so cute. So anyway, is this management style a thing that other teachers do, and from whom can I learn and perfect my art? So, my friends, theater people, all of you, what's your take on this, Shirley?
4: Um, Your height has nothing to do with it, first of all. I am (laughs) 5'1". I'm frequently angry and scary, and my height does not matter. I love this. This is, I mean, I'm a lot more sarcastic with it, but it's pretty similar to how I do it. You know, if I've got a kid, a student, and I teach high school who like yells something out, I look at them and I was like, wow, you know, so valid and important. I love that journey for you. Just <laughs> because then they feel dumb and they shut up. I love this. I think this is great. I also um, like to do an ironic dab. That's what I call it. I'll dab and I'll go, (laughs) ironic dab. Just like that. I go, ironic dab. And they hate it. It's fabulous. Keep embarrassing them. It works. This is
2: genius. Oh, I agree with Shirley. I think uh, he's probably connecting with his kids more than what he knows. Uh, Sounds like. I'm I'm sorry. I don't know if it it was he or she. I
0: I assumed it was Uh, female, but there's really nothing in there gender specific other than me reading it. But you go.
2: Oh, let's go. But I I assume she's connecting with kids. I assume that she sounds pretty funny. Um, to also piggyback on the the is it because she's five foot one? I don't know. I'm six foot six, so I don't think I've had good years of classroom control and class and you know did a great job of managing kids. And I had some other years that were a little sus. <laughs> so um, just. It takes time. And I'm glad that there's others that say that, you know, this is a particularly challenging group of sophomores. Every now and then you get a whole class that just comes in and it's like, they have no home training.
0: Anything to get you through the day. Really? Mama chicken.
3: Oh man. With middle schoolers, if you can make them laugh and also get a point across score, like, you know, it's, Gosh, I I was reading that, going like, man, first year teacher, you figured this out right on, like that's amazing. Um, I'm I'm all for kind of bringing some humor into some discipline. Uh, it just makes everybody happier. Then you're just not the short, angry lady. I have been known to grab a chair and loudly proclaim that, oh, so-and-so needs my attention. I'm going to sit next to so-and-so and and we're going to work together. And then they're like cringing and dying inside and everyone (laughs) else is laughing. And it's amazing.
0: Bunny, what about you being someone of tall stature?
1: I was going to say at my towering height of five foot three, um, I I mean, I just, I really can't relate to, uh, for being short or anything. Um, I, I am taking, I am like giving a bow of honor to, uh, this, this first year teacher, because that is fantastic. Um, I think it kind of goes back to, I mean, we mentioned this in one of the early episodes about like using their slang words in completely the wrong way.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's the close cousin of that. If you can make them cringe hard enough, sometimes it can be effective. Now, sometimes you get the kids that are like straight up Regina George and they will just carry on what they're doing and make fun of you instead. Um, (laughs) Which I've got a couple of those right now, but for most of them, if you can see the humor in it and just kind of roll with it and embrace, like I tell them all the time, like embrace the cheese, just love the cheese, embrace the cheese. Life is more fun that way. <laughs> but yeah, if you can make them cringe into compliance, I'm I'm not mad about it. That's a lawful evil.
0: Yeah, And I'm a hundred. I hundred if you're willing to get down to that level, see a lot of people won't. But sometimes you hit those I don't give a fuck and you're just in survival mode. And I imagine being a first year teacher who is emergency certified halfway through the year, she's got a lot of that survival mode, or he, and they're rocking it,
3: Mama Chicken. Oh, I was going to say, that's why this person is amazing. Mm -hmm. And also, my students don't get all cringy. They just feel it's like their job to inform me what the current trends are. So I act like some sort of nerdy scientist.
4: So this is from the Reddit. This is mom guilt and teacher guilt. I need a reality check, a kick in the bum, whatever. Here's the situation. My kids each have school events, spring concert, and bring a grown-up to school the next two Friday afternoons. I teach elementary art, and I see my students two times a week. The district schedules all PD and work days are on Fridays. My Friday kiddos get majority shafted, don't have subs. Tell me it's okay to miss two weeks in a row to attend these two events for my kids. I have not made it to a single school event all year because I have so much guilt for missing work. My love, go see your kids.
0: There's really no question to this one. Yeah, yeah, the school has lots of teachers. All those students at the school will have lots of teachers throughout their lives. Your kids will only have you as a mom or father.
4: Darn right. So,
0: Oh, yeah, as a mom. It's mom guilt. So um, if you have to choose who you want to disappoint there, uh, yeah, the students, 100%. Exactly. Your kids are your kids.
4: Yeah, students bounce back. It's fine. Go see your baby. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: I am also
1: on team go see your kids. Your kids shouldn't have to suffer not having mom there because your school district is stupid with scheduling and shafts the same group of kids all the time. Like your own children should not have to pay the price because your school district craps on your students by Always having the same group of kids missing stuff, so um, I, I can feel you on the guilt. I, I, I get where you are coming from, but your kid, your students, will not remember that you weren't there for one more day of art class. Your kids, your actual like children might take that a little bit more to heart. A
0: hundred percent.
2: Count, what about you? I 100% am on board with being with your own kids. I tell students this all the time that, hey, some days I'm here eight hours, some days I'm here ten hours. Um, I give all that I can, and I then go home and I don't feel bad about it. And if something fits in the calendar, in the schedule, I am willing to come and support and cheer or watch or observe or listen to whatever it is you guys are doing, performing, executing, playing. Um, But I won't be guilted into it. And I won't feel bad about not making a whole slew of events because um, I want to see my own children do their own
3: thing. I mean, I've been lucky with, Every administrator I've had, whether they were like the best administrator I've had or lacking, they have all emphasized across the board that family comes first. And I've always believed that. I've always been raised that way. I, I love my students. I give them so much of my time and energy and emotional energy. But my daughter comes first, period, period and 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 i don't feel guilty about that
0: no you shouldn't i have zero guilt i was told or i read or something a long long time ago that 80 percent of being a parent is literally just showing up and being there like that's a huge chunk of the job it's just be there it doesn't make you a great parent by any means but It's way better than anything else. And so if you could at least just be there for your kids, show up, like be in the back row, show up somewhere, see the game, pay attention to them, show them that they matter and not like, Oh, I can't do it. Sorry. I mean, I get sometimes kids do go on the back burner, but no, for the school, uh, like mama chicken said, it's not 80% part of being a parent's 80% of being a decent human. I'll take that. No, I think just being there, even if you're not fully there, that's just part of it and so if you can even just make that bare minimum of being present that that crosses that checks a lot of things off the list because those people who don't have the ones that are present they're the ones who are struggling a lot harder hey guys guess what, what? 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 Huh? we have a patreon yeah. patreon <laughs> I love Ironic Ironic Dad. Dad. Ironic Dad. That's right. 100% correct. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to over 100 special pieces of audio-exclusive content. Some are super long. We have lost episodes, missing episodes, exclusive episodes, movie review podcasts. We have interviews with the host, interviews with other people. There's random outtakes, bloopers. There is so much more. So if you enjoy Teacher Needs Drink Podcast, you should support us and get access to all this stuff as well as to our amazing facebook group where you get to hear and chat with the group or chat with the host and you can also you know when we live stream this chat with the host while we're talking we do it it's awesome so you should sign up go to patreon and do it now Woohoo! would you rather be hunted like an antelope by a bunch of wealthy colonial Englishmen, or you are very slowly melting. Once again, your two choices are, would you rather be hunted like an antelope by a bunch of wealthy colonial Englishmen, or you are just very slowly melting? So, uh, who has a take on this?
4: Oh, Anyone? I do. Fire uh, it I, up. Let's
0: hear it, Miss Kemper.
4: I feel like in the summer, as hot and humid as it is in East Texas, I am slowly melting. So, you know, details, details.
2: <laughs> Count you're lit up. What are you thinking? I mean, being that I consider myself a chocolate whoop. I don't think I would like to melt any more yeah. than what I already do, so I'm going to take the chance of being hunted by old colonial English folk, like an ant- yeah. like an antelope. What, what are they hunting me like?
0: <laughs> yeah, like an antelope.
2: Mm, yeah, and let's just say I should probably stay strapped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'll I'll honor my. My native or my current Texas.
4: I'm so glad group. you said yeah. that. I was trying, like, how can I jokingly chime in? And I was like, no, I'm good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to
0: melt, though. Melting sounds miserable. I, I count, I'm leading to you. I think I want to be hunted like an antelope by a bunch of wealthy. Because if I think it's the colonial, if it's like those guns, they have to like reload and put the firecracker in there and shove it with a stick and. Like, take a few minutes. The only thing I wouldn't care about was, like, if they have dogs and horses. But you know what? I'm a lot smarter than an antelope. Not as fast. But, I mean, I would do, like, the old switcheroo. I'd go, like, tap one on the shoulder and knock him out with a brick and then put on his clothes. Oh, and Get yeah, on the horse. Like, like get up, exactly. fellow colonial Englishman. <laughs> I don't know. Mama Chicken, what about you? Are you going to melt? Are you going to be hunting?
3: Well, I figure an- – if I were an antelope, I would be much swifter and gracefuler or more graceful, 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 <laughs> more, more graceful. graceful than my current fat <laughs> ass would be. So I'm going to go for antelope. Like I figure I could be pretty freaking fast. I'd be a tiny antelope I'm going quickly. Tiny um, and. Lope. And, and I don't know I, I threw the size differential thing in there no I was really going with the whole theory of what is a more longer lasting torture and I think slowly melting would take more of my time than just the quick like you know one day thing so yeah there, Antelope. Mm. bunny what
0: about you In an existential sense,
1: aren't we all already sort of melting slowly? Exactly. Exactly. We begin to die the day that we are born.
4: Oh, my gosh.
1: slow march to the grave. Also, after you die, your body sort of like liquefies anyway, so I'm just going to go with that.
0: (laughs) I I just feel like if I'm melting, I'm dying. If I'm being hunted, there's a chance I'm still alive at the end. I think that's my main thing. But that's just me. All right. Well, well, friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I thank all my hosts who were here today. A big thank you to Miss Shirley Temper. She punched the
4: highlights right out of her hair.
0: <laughs> and also a big thank you to Miss Mama Chicken. Shake and bake, and I help. <laughs> and a great, big thank you to Sir, Count Chocolate for all of his additions today.
2: Yay! Melt in your mouth and not in your hands. There you go.
0: (laughs) And last but not least, Miss Bunny O'Hare! Thank you for having
1: me back. It was a pleasure as always.
0: It was wonderful. All right, folks. So everyone out there, take care of yourselves. Check your mental health. Do what you gotta do. And uh, deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers! Cheers! All right, friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. If you have something you'd like to share with us or you'd like to hear from us or you'd like your opinions on something, go ahead and hit us up through the contact page of our website, teacherneedsadrinkpodcast.com. You'll have the choice of either writing something out or, you know, even just recording your voice, which we can play on the episode. I'd give a big thanks to all my hosts today as well, our sponsor at Ludlam Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or are being forced to do theater, go to ludlamdramatics.com. Also, join our Patreon. Sign up. It's as little as $5 a month. You get access to so much more. All right, everyone out there, please take care of yourselves. It's springtime. Cheers. Cheers.